Good morning. So good to see you all. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Um, there are just a couple of quick things I want to share with you all before we get into worship. Um, after worship today, we are having an usher training. You've heard us being like, hey, we need ushers. Will you usher? Come usher. Well, now we have a way to like teach you how to do the thing that you all have volunteered to do. So if you will stay after worship, or even if you have not volunteered yet to do it, but you are looking for an excuse, here's the moment. Um, learn how to do the thing. We will need people for Advent. We will need people for Christmas Eve worship. Um, you know that big concert is um, very well attended. So this is a, the ushers are our first welcome. So it is um, one of those ministries that is really, really important um, as they all are, but front facing. So we thank you all in advance for volunteering. Um, and then also right after worship is the children's uh, Hall Halloween party in our social hall. So kids of all ages, go downstairs, there's some pumpkin painting, all the fun things, get in where you fit in, and um, join for these two in-person opportunities. Of course, there's always chat and chew after worship. And then next Sunday, uh, on November 6th after worship, we will have the final of the three um, congregational meetings. We have put three out there because we know everybody's schedules are all over the place. This is the last chance to get the first shot at this information, okay? so like. If you have not been there, if you are online, you've been like, oh, this one's after worship. This is the time zone that works for the West Coast. So like, yay, we'll see you then, right? Um, and you can stay just on the live stream. It will continue on and you will be able to, yeah, learn all the things, ask your questions in the chat. And we'll make sure that they get to Jackie and Devin who will be sharing the information for that. And that is all I have for today. So if you will take a deep centering breath with me. Come, let us worship God. Now look at you. You can smile. Lord, you think the mask hides a smile? No, it's the eyes that show the smile. Yes, that's what I tell all my young ones. The smile is right here. Um, would you stand as you are able for the opening hymn? And I just want to do one thing and make sure that we got this together. Um, can you say, hey! Hey! hey. hey. Oh, that's pretty good. We're going to try again. And, hey! Well, don't make it too hey, because you need the resonance and the pop. So it has to be like, hey! Hey! So learn this. We're going to sing it through once, twice, and then you're going to know everything. Here we go.
join me up on stage if you're in person. Also, if you don't want to join, that's okay too. Oh my God, my friend, Miss Leeks is coming, and Gabriel, 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 and Carlo are coming. Yay, yay, yay. Carlo, oh my God, Pokemon, let's go. Oh my God, a cat, amazing. All right, friends, so today we are going to play a theater game. So, Carlo, you might know this, but I really like theater. Um, and I really like games, so a theater game is usually how I'm going to do my message for all ages. What you do in this theater game, and everyone at home and in the audience here at the temple, at the synagogue can do it too, is that we are going to make a sound, right? And we can make it whenever we want. So you can make it with your mouth. You can be like, bop, or you can make it with your hands like this or with your feet, or you can say a word like cat, meow, dog, Pikachu, and then we are all gonna say our songs together, our sounds together, and we're gonna create a little song. And when I raise my hand really high like this, that's when we'll stop. And audience and folks at home, feel free to jump in whenever you feel called and compelled to do so, right? So on the count of three, two, one, we'll make our sounds whenever we want. And it doesn't have to be in rhythm with one another, but we just have to listen to one another. Sound good? Yeah? Great. Okay. Three, two, one. La, 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 la. everyone, but you are all listening to one another. So my friends up here, or our friends at home, if you want to share in the chat or with your fellow folks, wherever you may be, what did you think of that? What, what did you hear? What did it make you feel? If you want to share, and it's okay if you don't want to share too. You can also keep it in your heart as well. Do you want to share? Yeah, you Well, I noticed that over time we fell into a, a natural rhythm together. You were going to say the same thing, Nick Yeah, it was, I think at first it felt um, in a beautiful way, a little chaotic. And then we like to, um, your point, we found like a rhythm in the chaos. And then I, I think I started being able to hear more people calling specific things and really found our sound. Friends, do you want to share, is there anything else you would like to share? Yeah, maybe, no, it's cool. So friends, I wanted to do that game with y'all because I want to share with you how important each of our individual voices or sounds are to us, right? God gave us each a voice or a way to communicate with one another, whether it's with our literal vocal cords or with our hands or with our bodies, right? And how we all came together with our individual voices to create something beautiful as a community, as a collective, right? So there's beauty in your individual self, and there's beauty in your community, yeah? So can we say that, friends? The, can we say, I am important? I am important. We are important. 
We are important. Our communities are important. Our communities are important. Thank you all so much for joining us and creating a song, our own middle song together. And speaking of songs, let's sing out with Fia Hamba. Yes, we are marching in the light of God. My name is Reverend Mira Solani Joyner, and I will be delivering the prayers of the people. So traditionally, in Christian tradition, when the presider delivers the prayers of the people, it's a call and response prayer. So the presider will petition, and the people will respond with, Lord, hear our prayer. But I'd like to try something a little bit different for us here as a community, whether you're joining us online, I would like us to respond with a big deep breath in and out, an inhale and exhale. Let's practice together. Because our breath is also a prayer. Pray with me. Creator God, the one who is known by many names, it is by your breath that we have been given the gift of life. As we breathe in and out in unison, we remember this gift and, re and remember your presence within us. Breathe in and out. We remember your presence within is a light, a gift of grace, mercy, and fierce love within. Your presence does not escape us, even when we are anxious about upcoming elections, feel fearful about the state of our humanity, angry, or joyous when we feel the sunlight against our skin and see a smile on a child's face. You are always there. You are in it all. In all that we have experienced this past week and in what we are bringing to this space together, you are always here. Our breath is a reminder that we are never far from your light. Breathe in and out. May we radiate your light in our encounters with family, friends and coworkers and neighbors. And may your light within us bravely cross bridges of differences to bring about restoration in our relationships with one another. Breathe in and out. Creator God who dreamed up every nation into existence, may your light even be present in your people experiencing war or famine, sickness and disease, pain and hurt in the body and in the mind, and hopelessness in the midst of oppressive systems. Pave the way, God, for peace, comfort, hope, justice, and mercy to come through in this nation and around the world. May our breath in unison 
serve as a reminder of our interconnectedness, and may we be moved towards solidarity with the suffering. Breathing in and out. Creator God, who trusted us to be in partnership with you and be stewards of this planet, may our commitment to sustainability and care of this planet be renewed and reclaimed in our next breath together. Breathing in and out. We lift our prayers to you, God. We thank you that in every breath, in every heartbeat, you hear these and even our unspoken prayers. Breathing in and out. And now if you all stand, if you're able, and pray with me the Lord's Prayer. There's a version in the bulletin, or you can pray a version that you are used to. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. And now, friends, the same way that we were reminded of God's divine light within us in every breath, we know that there's peace within, right? So let us greet one another in peace, passing peace to one another. And remember the various gestures to do that, recognizing your own comfortability and that of your neighbor. Namaste, open arms, hugs, peace be with you.
got the chattiness of old middle. It's all here. Chatty chat chat chatty chat. Chat chat chat. Are you online chatting too? I see you. Hey, oh, Fabian girl. I better see you in choir one day. You know I'm gonna call you out right now. I love you. Yes, yes. Come on now. Come on, man. Come on. Come on now. Oh, 
So beautiful, guys. Let's give them another hand. Hey, everybody. You look good today. How you doing, Saints? Yeah, it's All Saints Day. Who is that, John? A saint is but a sinner who fell down and got up again? Who, who's, who's that song? Thank you, people who know. <laughs> For all the saints who from their labor rest, who come to this space hoping to be touched by light and love and holiness. For all the saints who know that it is just one step between us and a tragedy, a travesty, just one step between us and, a, and a, a grieving moment, a, a strange moment, just one step between us and feeling maybe that we've lost our minds in a crazy world. But here we are, together, all of us, leaning on the everlasting arms of the God who loves us, who uses everything in our lives to change us, to transform us. Thanks be to God, saints, for a space to work on becoming whole together. Amen. Amen. I'm kidding. That was, that was a preamble. <laughs> Will you pray with me, please? God, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And for all of us gathered in this room and around the screens, we ask that the words of my mouth, the meditations of all of our hearts, will be acceptable in your sight. God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. I'm emotional, John, after that song. Got me feeling a little, you know, a little emotional there. Friends, today's word comes from uh, the book of Luke. Bless you. Um, it's the story of Zacchaeus. Do you guys remember Zacchaeus' story when you were little? 
kids learn. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree, because the Lord, he wanted to see. If you were raised by Quakers or Jews, or Catholics even, you might not know that song. But it was a Protestant camp song about this really strange, wonderful story. Listen. When Jesus entered and walked through Jericho, there was a man there. His name was Zacchaeus, the head tax man and quite rich. He wanted desperately to see Jesus, but the crowd was in his way. He was a short man and couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran on ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus when Jesus came by. When Jesus got to the tree, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry down. Today is my day to be a guest in your house. Zacchaeus scrambled out of the tree, hardly believing his good luck, delighted to take Jesus home with him. Everyone who saw the incident was indignant and grumped. What business does Jesus have getting cozy with this crook? Zacchaeus just stood there, a little stunned. He stammered apologetically, Master, I, I give away half of my income to the poor, and if I'm caught cheating, I pay four times the damages. Jesus said, today is salvation day in this home. Here he is, Zacchaeus, son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to find and restore the lost. Yep, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So when I was a little kid learning this song, I had no idea what, I mean, short man gets in tree and gets down and Jesus comes to his house. Very simple. But there's a lot of complicated message in this very simple story. One, let's do Zacchaeus, man, tax collector, rich. Those are really important phrases in Luke's gospel. He wants always to locate um, the particularity of a person to whom God, Jesus, is blessing. And Zacchaeus is a particular man, a short Jewish man, a petite Jewish man, whose job is to collect the taxes on behalf of the empire. He's not himself evil. That's not what Jesus is saying. Uh, that's not what the Luke is saying. But he is compromised, if you will, right? Because he is in between his people and the empire. He's in between his people and the empire. He uh, benefits from being in between his people and the empire. So probably his people think of him a bit as a traitor. What does he do? He goes to their houses and collects the taxes. My mother used to buy insurance from those weird people that would sell you insurance and come by and collect the fee. Did you, did your mother ever, anybody? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I see you all trying to embarrass, like, mm -hmm, mine too. But that kind of sense of someone knocking on the door and taking the pay. And there was always a bit too much in the insurance money, and there's always a too much in the tax money. Yes, it's going to Rome, but it's also going to Zacchaeus' pocket. So he is more wealthy than his neighbors. He is compromised by his neighbors. He's bidding. He's doing the bidding of the empire, and they don't really like that. But this particular Jewish petite border person, the person between 
Israel and Rome has heard about Jesus, has heard there's something about this man, this itinerant handyman, something about this guy, he can do stuff. Jesus be doing stuff. And Zacchaeus wants some of what Jesus has. I've heard that the blind people can see after just a close encounter with Jesus. I've heard they can make a little spit in the mud and put it on their eyes and the scales will fall off. I've heard that he can trouble the waters and if they're broken in the body and they can't really move, they can get in the water and when they get out, they'll be made well again. I've heard he's a pretty good fencer with the words that he can take on the establishment and tell parables that startle them and amaze them and transform them. I want a little bit of what Jesus has got is what Zacchaeus is communicating. Petite tax collector on the border runs ahead of all the crowd and climbs up in a tree. That's something a 12-year-old boy might do, an eight-year-old boy might do, but not a dignified tax collecting leader. So he is willing to humiliate himself. He's willing to embarrass himself to get just a little bit of the goodness that he thinks Jesus has to give him. Making a fool out of himself, climbing up this tree like a 12-year-old. Let me just say a couple more things about the text. Y'all know I'm a geek for exegesis lots of times. Um, there's a sense of motion always in Luke's gospel, and there's a sense of motion in this text, a sense of immediacy. The crowd is on the move, Zacchaeus is on the move, but Jesus is on the move. So when I think about uh, what Luke might be trying to do in this text is what we do here at Middle Church. We're not joining a church, you're joining a what? A movement. This is about movement building. Jesus is on the move building a movement of love and justice. The crowd is on the move trying to get in the movement. And Zacchaeus is on the move trying to figure out what Jesus has that he wants. There's a sense of urgency. And then let me just go back to what I said about him being between Israel and Rome, that Zacchaeus is on the border. Zacchaeus is a border person. He's on the border like Jesus is on the border. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago we preached about Jesus being between, right, being between Samaria and Judea? Jesus lives on the border of um, African and Semitic. He lives on the border of tax, uh, excuse me, of handyman and rabbi. And he lives on the border between God and human. Jesus is a border person, and so also is Zacchaeus. And I can't help but wonder when Jesus looks up in the tree if he doesn't recognize a little bit of himself there. The in-between, in-betwixt self. Was there some sense of camaraderie, some sense of recognition, some sense of, oh, you and me too? In my holy imagination, I think that's what's true. Anyway, when Jesus sees Zacchaeus and says, hey, get out the tree and come on down here. I'm coming to your house today. Do you all know that there's an idiom called go climb a tree? These are just the geeky things I find out when I'm doing my exegesis. Uh, go jump in a lake, go fly a kite, go climb a tree. Okay, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> you, not, not go climb a tree, you come out the tree. 
You who feel outside, come feel inside. You who might feel dismissed, come get jiggy with me. Come on down at the tree. I'm coming to your house today. Zacchaeus is like, what, me? That feeling of when Calissa would get her uh, Academy Award, she'll be like, me, just me, I'm getting the award. That's how Zacchaeus felt, just a little bit like he was getting an Academy Award. Me, it's me, and he has a speech ready because he's excited. Anyway, he comes out of the tree. He has a close encounter with Jesus. And what I think I want to make sure that I highlight about this moment right here is the people in the crowd see Zacchaeus as someone to loathe, scorn, despise, ridicule. Too small to even be seen. Too on the outside of too on the outside of our righteousness, justice, goodness to be a part of us. And too undeserving of Jesus for Jesus to pick him to go to his house. There was envy there. There was jealousy there. There was why not meanness there. Do you hear what I'm trying to say? And so therefore, Jesus could see Zacchaeus, but the people couldn't see Zacchaeus. They couldn't see who he was in the eyes of God. They couldn't see who he was in the eyes of Jesus. All they could see was who he was in the eyes of the culture in which they lived. He was an outsider, a nobody, a no good, a transgressor, a betrayer. But Jesus saw him differently. Jesus saw a child of God. Jesus saw, the text says, a child of Abraham. Jesus saw his relative, his family, his partner, his posse, and said, basically, welcome home. Come into the place of transformation. Did any of you all do new math? I'm just going all the way back to how old I really am. Did you have the new math? There was a time where the new math was the, the, the denominator walked into the math box and came out multiplied. Thank you for knowing what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jesus told Zacchaeus to come out the tree and get in the transformation box, is what I'm trying to say. You deserve the transformation box. You deserve the transformation box as much as I deserve the transformation box because you are my brother and you are a child of Abraham. I love this. I love this. And Jesus takes Zacchaeus to... Zacchaeus' house, and they eat and drink wine, not grape juice, and they have a really good time together, a good party. That's how it goes, because that's how Jesus is rolling. It can feel to us, as we listen to this text, that Zacchaeus is like the star of the story. Little man, outsider, tax collector, sees Jesus, wants to get what Jesus has, goes to get what Jesus has, and gets it. But he is not the star of the story. Who is the star of the story? Jesus is. When we were little kids, ever the answer to all the Bible study questions was Jesus did it, right? <laughs> so Jesus is the star of the story. Why? Because God is the star of the story. And because there's nothing that we can do, nothing Zacchaeus could do, nothing that could be done to make us sit outside of God's love for us. Nothing, Paul says. Not death, not life, not angels, not powers. Nothing in life, nothing in death. Nothing separates us from the love of God. 
And in Jericho and on the way to the cross, this story is in the gospel to let us know that the rich tax collector doesn't sit outside of God's reign. The betrayer doesn't sit outside of God's reign. And I'm so sorry, but it's darn true. Even these white nationalist, white supremacists don't sit outside of God's reign. I'm so mad about that. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I just don't. Doesn't seem fair. I read this morning a Public Research Institute study that says, of all the folks in America, two out of three don't think, it's a negative, two out of three don't think America is the promised land for the white people. Two out of three don't think it. But that means one third do. <laughs> one third of Americans, not American Christians, one third of Americans polled think this nation is the new promised land for white Christian Americans. And half of the Republicans think that this land, half of the Republicans polled think this land belongs to white Christian, white nationalists, conservatives as the promised land. Half of them think that. And damn it, even those guys, even those guys, even those guys do not sit outside of the sight of God. Even those guys have the right to climb up in trees or go to church or have a close encounter with the holy that puts them through the transformation box so that they become who God intends us to be. Can you feel what I'm trying to say? At the end of our rising video, I asked, the question is, what kind of church do we want to be? What kind of church do we want to be? There are full-on weeks where I want to be the church where the only people who walk through the door are the people like me. Progressive, artsy, justicey, womanist, do you understand feminist? Like me. I like me. <laughs> but I'm just wondering, middle church, if part of our calling is to help Zacchaeus get out the tree, is it part of our job to help Zacchaeus have a close encounter with Jesus? Is it part of our calling to make sure no matter how short you are or conservative you are, or Republican you are, or broken you are, or sad, or confused, or angry, or hurting, that all the people can get into the transformation box and have a close encounter with God and have their lives changed. I'm thinking that's 
our job. Maybe that's why we're called middle. Maybe we're supposed to help people get into the middle to find a taste of the transforming love that has claimed us. I think that's right. And if that's right, then we got some tactics to change, just a little bit, a little bit wider aperture, a little bit more forgiveness, a little more grace, a little less strident, just a little less strident, only a little less strident. <laughs> a little more invitational, because this goodness, this joy, this transformation, this power, this incredibly delightful, amazing system of healing that we've curated here, everybody needs it. Everybody deserves it. Everybody deserves it. No matter how short, no matter how rich, no matter how on the border, no matter whether they feel a part of the other or they feel like this is home, I wonder if we could together curate a laboratory in which God's people are changed for good. I'm confessing I'm being changed. I don't know exactly what that means. I'm not going anywhere. That's not what I'm saying. Whoopsie. I'm saying I want to widen my heart so we can all widen our tent so we can really heal the world. I came for the lost, Jesus said. Let's help more people get found. Maybe so. Amen. It's a joyful day in the neighborhood. Come on up, family. Hi. Yay. <laughs> today, today we have the deep honor to baptize one of our beloved. At Middle Church and in the Reformed tradition, we offer baptism to infants, children, teens, and adults. Why? Because all of us belong to God. No matter our age, God claims us as their own. In baptism, we claim by being claimed to God. Baptism is a sign and a seal of our belonging. And if you came today um, with little Miss Solvi and you're sitting out there, come on up. We want you up here too. Family, let us pray.
Good and gracious God, we thank you for the gift of baptism, for the power of ritual, and for the joy of worship. In these moments, transform us. Make us a community that loves all our children into adulthood, that walks alongside our youth becoming adults, creating brave and safe space for them to follow in your way of just love. Amen. Elizabeth, Charlie, Guy parents, and this community, we get a little married here around Solvang. Now, am I saying that right? Solvang? Solvay, One more time. Solvay. Solvay. Yes, you got it. Okay. I, that was, I, just some thank you, honey. Solvay. No, I think we should, I think we should say, I, I think we should say it the way you're teaching Solvay to say it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Will you cherish Solvay on God's behalf, raising her in faith and in love, teaching her to be love and light in the world? If so, say, yes, we will. Yes, yes we will. We will. And Charlie and Elizabeth wrote these beautiful vows that I'm going to give them about the baby too now. We vow to love Solve unconditionally as the miracle she is, accepting the beautiful individuality of her spirit, whoever she chooses to be. If so, say, we will. We will. We vow to encourage her curiosity in the search for all things sacred and divine, to allow her freedom to doubt and question and explore her relationship with faith and God and the religions of this world, if so say, we will. We will. We vow to help her recognize the blessings and privileges that she was born with and her responsibility as a child of God to care for God's creation. If so say, we will. We will. And we vow to help her recognize the divinity that lies within herself and cultivate the empathy that will help her see it in all living beings. If so, say, we will. Uh -oh. We will. We will. <laughs> and now, Middle Church family, will you model for Solvay vulnerable strength, rule-breaking kindness, and fierce revolutionary love so that she learns to be the hands and feet of God? If so, say, we will. So we can get a little closer to the water. Come on, Charlie. I'm going to come here for you a second. Yes. Can you say Solvay's full name? Yes. Solvay Amelia Stanley Murphy. Solvay Amelia Stanley Murphy. It is our amazing honor to baptize you in the name of God, whom Jesus called Daddy. In the name of Jesus. welcomed all the children <laughs> and I'm gonna sneak in here real quick yes. in the name of the Holy Spirit <laughs> <laughs> who will love you always <laughs> let us pray holy one may your radical love and welcome be what we offer to solve their family and to each other Make us all love incarnate. In your many names we pray. Amen. 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 Um, middle family, greet your beloved child. Sovai.
Good morning, Middle. How are you all? Hi. All right. So I am super happy to be here. I have not been around much since we've been in person. So this, I'm feeling the movement inside of me right now. Yes. Um, my name is Calissa Brewster, and I am very proud, honored, happy, pleased to be a middle member of five years. I know exactly five years because an email came into my inbox the other day congratulating me on my middle anniversary. Um, so I just want to share a little bit about why I am a middle member, why this place is special to me. And um, I don't know how long each of you has been here, but I'm sure whether it's been just a minute or 5, 10, 15, 20, whatever years, this place definitely makes an impact on all that come through the door. So when I joined middle, I was looking for a place of softness to reconnect with myself. I am a Virgo and I'm a perfectionist. And I was in a moment of my life where I was working really hard. I wanted a lot of things, but nothing seemed to be landing the way that I wanted. And so I thought for a moment that the universe was against me, that God did not have my back. Um, and I came to this place and felt the immediate welcome I didn't have to prove anything. I didn't have to be excellent. I did not have to be perfect. We all just experienced the um, passing of the peace. Um, that light really filled a crack in me where I was starting to feel like no matter what I did, I was in the dark. And the love that I felt here gave me that light back and made me know that I didn't need to do anything, that I was beloved, as Jackie was saying, that I was chosen, that I was divine just by being. One of the messages that really has always resonated with me is that God isn't a genie, that we don't pray to God to get what we want, that we are co-conspirators with God. And I don't know if I'd ever heard that before, but it really resonated with me here in this place. Um, number two, around the time when I started coming to middle, Jackie was in the middle of losing her mother. Um, that's a horrible thing, and I know it was very hard for her, but she showed up. She showed up for us with her brokenness, with her vulnerability, and it really modeled for me what it is to be in the world when you don't feel like you have it all together, when you're grieving something. But the most important thing is not to hide that brokenness, but to show up with it, because that mask of perfection doesn't serve anybody. And I'm really grateful to Jackie for being a model of that for me, um, and it's how I've I'm trying to move through the world now, not with the veneer of perfection, but with all of the parts, light and dark. Um, and then I want to call out some people that I don't know, this cute little people over here, um, who I haven't really met, but I heard them say as I was walking by during the passing of the piece that there's somebody that they wanted to reach out to and talk to, but they didn't want to interrupt. And what I love about middle is that you can always interrupt. <laughs> Get in there, right? Because as Jackie said, we're not building a church, we're building a what? And a movement takes movement. It takes all of us moving. So if you have not yet, I want to invite you to go to middlechurch.org um, and where you can join the movement. You can join. We need your talent. We need your time. We need your treasure if you have it. The movement takes all of us participating. So if you love this place as much as I do, 
please give whatever you have. And whatever you have, whether it's yourself, your time, some awesome crafty artsy thing that you do, your money, we can use it to build this place and build it back better because we also are trying to real, rebuild middle, as you know, um, and we're looking for three-year pledges to help rebuild the church. So. Thank you all for listening to me ramble. Thank you for being part of this light. This is my first time back in person um, since COVID, and I'm just filled up with love and light. So thank you all. Then I guess we know there's blame 
multitudes with just a few fish and pieces of bread. We stand humbly before you with gifts of time, talent, and treasure. Our gifts may feel so small, but we know that with your partnership, they can bring forth a mighty movement of love and justice and healing in this world. Thank you for inviting us into the transformation box so we too can be changed for good. Amen. Amen.
so much, John. Thank you so much, musicians. Thank you so much, Men's Chorus. You know, we plan worship early when we're on, on our game, and we planned this like last spring sometime. We picked the text, Zacchaeus, I think after I picked the song. I think, I think we really wanted Natalie and Elizabeth to sing, Be Changed. I, I can't even describe the beauty of it. It's the gospel. Because we knew the living God, we've been changed for good. But also because we know each other, our bumping, our itching, our testing, our wrestling, our loving, changes us for good. And there's something about middle church's love in the world that is called to be that transformation box. Thank you so much for all you do to make us who we are. Let's not lose focus that this movement is a marathon, not a sprint. All the runners are needed, or the water passer outers, or the baton shiners, or the bulletin folders, right? Or the song singers, or the prayers, or the voters, or the all of us are needed in the movement. You are needed in the movement. Because I know you, I've been changed for good. Elizabeth, I feel like I picked you up at that lecture that day. I'm so glad I did. Charlie, we're so happy for you and Elizabeth. Um, Mira's man is in the balcony, being on the down low. Uh-huh. But that's Mike Joyner up there with the, two, with the girls. We're so glad you guys are. Welcome home, Mike. Yeah, I did that. You are the living body of God, God's hands and feet and heartbeat, called to change the world for good. Let's do this together. Amen. There's a Halloween party downstairs in the social hall. Yay, even now. So as soon as you're finished, head on down there. Play with the kids. Thanks. <laughs>